0: Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life, I'm your host, Lori Forrester, the Wine Coach, and it's my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time so we always have a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, food, and so much more. And like everybody else in Baltimore, I am just so pumped this week that we're here celebrating the Ravens' victory over New England, and we're headed to the Super Bowl. So who better to come in studio and drink, I mean taste with me, than Jerry Sandusky, who is the broadcaster for the Ravens, and since he loves Italian wine, I have two tasty Tuscan wines that we're going to talk about, and we'll get the inside scoop from him on the upcoming Super Bowl battle in New Orleans. Then, Marty Duncan of martynoseparties.com will join us with tips on how to make sure your guests don't battle with something you don't want to give them at a party, food poisoning. So we'll find out how and why that happens, but first... And more fun, of course, we have our Sips of the Week. And with me is Jerry Sandusky, who's the Ravens broadcaster and Italian wine fan. He's been a broadcaster for more than two decades in both Miami and Baltimore. And But right now, I think you're pretty happy to be in Baltimore. (laughs) You're a two-time Emmy winner and an Edward R. Murrow Award winner. Wow, and you have a whole company called the Sandusky Group all about communication on many different fronts, not just sports.
1: So we stay kind of busy.
0: You do, just like me. I like that. But in between all your busyness, you love to drink wine, and so I thought it would be fun since everybody's so focused on the Ravens anyway. We could get a little bit of sports in and a little bit of sipping in.
1: Wonderful combination. (laughs) Wonderful combination.
0: All right. Well, great. Well, tell me a little bit about... Just your thoughts after coming out of this game where nobody thought that we could ever win, and here we are, you're getting ready to get on a plane and head to the Super Bowl. What is going through your mind right now?
1: You know, this is one of those crazy rides that just seems to have its own sense of destination. You know, some people call it destiny. To me, I call it destination. It's Mm -hmm. almost like... This ride was pre-programmed to wind up in New Orleans because nobody thought the Ravens would do anything in the postseason. A lot of people didn't think they'd get to the postseason. Mm -hmm. Then everybody said, one and done. Then everybody said, oh, Peyton Manning, (laughs) you'll never never win in the thin air against the top seed. And then everybody said, you know, Tom Brady never loses at home when he has the lead at halftime, literally never has lost at home. And the Ravens beat them, too. So, matter of fact, when the team plane came home, we... Landed, and I drove home. I got home at about two thirty, two forty-five in the morning. My wife and I celebrated with a bottle of Chateauneuf-du-Pape. So,
0: Ooh, so I, like,
1: I like French wines, too. But, uh, you know... The,
0: you drink well.
1: A great wine, <laughs> absolutely. I, I'm a big believer that the, there are so many really good wines in the world, you should never drink bad wine.
0: It's true. And there's always something to celebrate. Of course, this is a big thing, but really, every night that you're enjoying dinner with family, you know, my husband and I and my daughter... Well, she's not drinking the wine yet. She's only nine, but we have wine with dinner. just if we like were in, do Europe, in Europe, she'd drink the wine. Yes, exactly.
1: The Europeans know how to do it. But since I work nights during the week, I don't get a chance to drink wine with dinner because you can get a little bit of trouble on the air if you do that. So, so a weekend you know, with my wife, it's a special time to kind of catch up, see what's going on, and have a great bottle of wine.
0: See, I have to drink on the air because it's part of the job.
1: And that's not a bad job <laughs> requirement. As a matter of fact, you know you're going in the right direction. If you are you are required to drink good wine, you're probably in a good job.
0: Well, I think so. And so hopefully everybody keeps saying never because that seems to be what makes us win. So if and we are underdogs saying, for the never, Super Bowl, which is I great. Four-point spread, I think.
1: Ravens love to be underdogs.
0: So we're there. Bring and uh, speaking of underdogs, I knew that you loved Super Tuscans, mm-hmm. which some of the big famous ones like Sasakaya, Ornelia, these are all, you know, $100 or more bottles of wine. Amazing. Sus-
1: the, the Sasakaya I have my mind uh, set on for a Super Bowl celebration wine is about three bills.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let me know when to show up.
1: I, I will. Uh, <laughs> trust me, I by I, I, that one years ago as the celebration wine. You have to have that, oh, uh, that yes, celebration that wine. That one,
0: like the coveted. Exactly. But- I think people are getting ready to have Super Bowl parties, no matter what who you're rooting for, and you know you can't always spend that kind of coin for your party. So I thought not we'd if you t- have a friend <laughs> or
1: more <laughs> exactly. So
0: we have two affordables that we're going to do the sips of the week, and the first one is called Monte Tico and. It's from Tuscany, of course, Super Tuscan. The way that a wine becomes a Super Tuscan, and I'm not sure everybody gets that, but let's just backtrack with that. There is a governing body in the wine world in Italy, and it's the denominazione, or Controllata, ha controlata. So D-O-C, D-O-C right. the highest level, has a G on the end, and that means garantita, that it's guaranteed of the highest quality and what they do is they regulate what you can grow how you can make it they taste the wines to make sure that they're quality if you make a wine in Chianti you can't make it with Cabernet Sauvignon it must be made with Sangiovese so uh, way back when a bunch of winemakers said hey we want to start using some of these other grapes like Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot and grapes that came from France and other places And in order to do that, they had to declassify their wines into a a whole group we call IGT or um, Indicazione Geografica Typica or typical of the geography, but it's not a DOC.
1: But if you you look for the IGT, to me, that tells you it's really the wine of the people of that region. The the IGTs, to me, reflect the regions more perfectly than the DOCs.
0: It's fun because they really like... You know, our winemakers in California, they have the freedom right. to Great do whatever latitude. they want, right? So the first one we're tasting, the Monte Antico, it's $12 and it's an old world style, uh, for the su- super Tuscan or a baby super Tuscan, San Merlot and Cabernet. It's a 2008, $12. As I said, go ahead and just, um, you know, give it a smell and a taste. But what I get, um, And I got an email from a listener from last week who said, I don't understand how you smell blueberry in there. (laughs) The way we talk about wine in the wine world can get kind of crazy. But this wine smells earthy. It smells really dusty and Italian. And the reason why I talk about that and it's important is I want people to know what they're going to expect when they – I would say pop the cork, but this one comes in a screw cap, too, which is really fun.
1: Which takes some getting used to, but if you're throwing a Super Bowl party, it is easier if you have screw caps.
0: Exactly. After a couple of glasses, who wants to keep opening cor- You know, opening corks? But you get that earthy Dusty smell. Dusty is a good
1: smell, is, is a good description. Earthy, a yep. little bit of mushroom, loamy. Yeah, some
0: herbal kind of right. um, quality to it. And it's just pretty soft, pretty easy drinking on the palate. It's something I think that if somebody likes... Um, you know lighter reds or even bigger you're kind of getting some in the middle right and affordable and definitely is going to be a good food wine because I think it, you know it's just got built for that that's natural acidity that you get from a Sangiovese is there.
1: And it has for a $12 bottle of wine it has a really nice finish.
0: It does and, and finish is with you know that aftertaste if you will and you want that to be pleasant and the longer you Taste it. We say long finish, and that's usually a good sign for a wine.
1: I don't know the the description you use, but when I'm introducing people to wine without using wine terminology, I always say think of a song.
0: A song has a
1: beginning, a middle, and an end. And most wines are stronger in one area than the other. Like Mm -hmm. this first Super Tuscan is a great finish. It's, I love that. It's an easy, it's an easy Just beginning. Just like we're
0: going to be at the Super Bowl. <laughs> correct.
1: Correct. Not too, too much going on in the middle right. and a really pleasant, smooth finish.
0: Exactly. Well, that is a perfect segue because we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, you're going to be with me again and we'll taste our second wine and then talk a little bit about your predictions for the upcoming Super Bowl in New Orleans.
1: Sounds like a plan. We'll be right back. Discover the recipe for a delicious life each week on The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, The Wine Coach, each week, Saturdays at noon on WBAL 1090 AM or at WBAL.com.
0: This is Lori Forster, the wine coach, and we're back with The Sipping Point and Jerry Sandusky. We're talking football and Italian Reds. Perfect pairing, isn't it?
1: Absolutely perfect pairing. (laughs) We
0: tasted our first sip of the week, the Monte Antico, for $12. Now we're going to taste another Super Tuscan, and it's from E. Juesti Isanza. Juesti is a... Well, grape grower, as is Zanza, there are two grape growers that come together to make this Super Tuscan, and they call it their Nemorino Red. Now, this is a little different blend, and that's why the IGT or the Super Tuscan is fun, 60% Syrah. Which is very unusual, yeah, yeah, with twenty percent Sangiovese and twenty percent Merlot. So we're moving up kind of to the next notch in pricing. It's about a twenty dollar red, the one that's on your right, and they age this in French oak barrels, and that puts these winemakers back a pretty penny, right? So a lot of the wines that people tend to love and that are more expensive, you're going to see that investment because each of those barrels costs about 1500 bucks
1: and you will know it immediately as soon In as the you nose, open you it, it the nose the nose knows
0: the nose knows you, exactly you can't cheat the
1: nose when yeah. it comes to when it comes to how the wines
0: And that's Syrah. And a lot of times people call Syrah the purple grape, which ties in perfectly. Perfect for the Super Bowl with the
1: Ravens.
0: (laughs) It gives that, you see the color difference here already. It's that more vibrant, um, inky kind of got some purple hues in there. And you get more fruit. Rather than the earthiness we were getting on the Monte Antico, this is more smelling New World with more of that fruit up front and a little bit of um, you know the essence of what they're doing with those oak barrels. I mean, right away you said, oh, this smelled a little bit more towards the uh, Super Tuscans that you're used to.
1: Because one of the things I love about Super Tuscans, it's, it's unique, and you don't get them in a Bordeaux or in a California blend, is the, the soil, the terroir, as the French would say, in, in Tuscany, has this hint of olive. Yes. That you don't get in any other reds that I've ever had around the world and it's unique. And that's one of the things I most love about the Super Tuscans. Let's give it a try.
0: Yeah, give it a give it a sip. Um what I love here is that um they're really making, I think, something that over delivers for price and quality. You know, for oh, that's a
1: score for a twenty dollar bottle of wine. It is, right? I Absolutely. mean when you're looking
0: for a really nice red that has that you know, essence of some nice French oak on it, but also some really good fruit up front. But it's not too its not too grippy that you're like, oh, I got to wait, you know, five years to... But it's going to
1: open up nice. If you open it this is. up a half hour, I bet, before you drink it, it'll really open right. up nice. And it's not something that will intimidate your guests. Mm-hmm. So often... People who aren't necessarily wine drinkers, if if you get them something that's you know a little bit more of a niche wine, like like a super Tuscan, right. they're going to be intimidated and their palate's going to be put off, and they're going to think, "Well, what?" Well, yeah.
0: Yes, you can't go hardcore on. Right. When but you're this would be perfect. convert. It,
1: it has the Ravens' color. It, purple. I,
0: that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And, you and in know, our
1: song analogy, great front, fruit forward, and a real nice finish.
0: <laughs> I love it. We have that. And the thing about Syrah is that, you know, because this has 60% Syrah, a lot of people are used to Shiraz. They're open to that. And so this is a sort of a fun transition. If you want to try something a little bit, you know, old world or start getting into Italian reds, I think this is an easy one to start with.
1: This really is. And it's got a nice peppery finish. So it's going to wake you up. It'll it'll bring your palate alive. Nice, nice get.
0: And, And my husband usually makes, you know, chili, but he doesn't do it from like ground hamburger meat. Like he chops up like... Real steak Wow And this With that chili Is going to be amazing Like yeah, that's that,
1: And that's the other thing I love about Super Tuscans This time of the year The weather's freezing cold You want a big red You want something That's got a lot going on That can stand up To big food And True. big weather
0: And and I like to do My five way chili Do you ever do that With the Cincinnati five way
1: Oh like skyline chili Yeah you have like right.
0: Cheese and sour cream And jalapenos You put it over pasta Oh my
1: gosh I'm a big now believer That jalapenos hungry. Works on everything Yeah <laughs>
0: Jalapenos, red
1: wine, beautiful.
0: Okay, so
1: nice selections.
0: Thank you. I hope you enjoy these. And uh, I guess you you won't be able to be drinking these on the Super Bowl because you'll be working. Well,
1: not during the game, but But, at some point this game will end. And if it ends the way we hope it will end,
0: well, well, speaking of that, what uh, you know, I went online to see you know in Vegas how the whole thing's going as far as if you want to bet on the game. Not that you would do that in Maryland because I'm sure it's not legal. But there's this four point spread, right? And they are. Casting us the underdogs.
1: Beautiful. We like to be the underdog. How do you think this is going to go down? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not a weatherman, so I never forecast, but here's why. Give me the scoop. The reason why I never make a prediction for a game is I've trained myself to not think about what's going to happen. And the reason I do that is I want to show up and call the game that happens, not the game I'm expecting to happen. So often people get that's tied up into. I think this is going to happen. I think that's going to happen, and it never plays out the way you think about it. Mm-hmm. So I never want to fall in the trap of broadcasting the game I'm expecting. and okay. Instead, I just want to broadcast the game that I see just fresh, being fully as present it happens. in right. the moment. Same with drinking wine. Okay, you know, a lot of times you you might go buy maybe it's a special, an anniversary, a birthday, whatever, a holiday, so and you go buy an expensive bottle of wine that you know nothing about. And, but
0: you've heard the name, correct. and you've got this. Thought. And you have all
1: these expectations. You think it's going to be this, and you open it up, and it's that, and you miss what it is because right. you were expecting it to be something else. That's I love why that analogy. I don't make predictions.
0: It's it's why in the wine business we do a lot of blind tasting. I so, love those. You know, we could have done that with these, right? We cover them up. We're tasting. We have no idea which one's the twenty-one, which one's the twelve, or we could have made it even more. Um, you know, more of a change. And I did a dinner party once, and we called it bargain versus bling. (laughs) But they didn't know which was which, and they had to try to call it. But you're right. Sometimes wines come with such a backstory, you know, like the really famous expensive ones. And sometimes you taste them, and you're like, you know what? Eh, Not so much.
1: Here's a little wine trick we learned from traveling. We love to travel, my wife and I. And as we travel around the country, we have found in Europe, if you ask people a bartender, a waitress, whomever, pick me what you think would be the most interesting bottle of wine you have on your list. They'll bring you something that you would have never picked. True. It's never the most expensive bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And, it all, and they always have a great story to share with you. Love that. If you do that in the U.S., they'll always bring you the most expensive bottle of wine <laughs> off the list. And they don't even know what the story is. They just know they're, they're getting a bigger cut of it of the action. So
0: Sometimes, right.
1: Right? You know what I mean? And that's one of the things I love about the Europeans is they always know the story behind the wine. A quick story for wine... The way I fell in love with wine was when my wife and I got married, we honeymooned in Napa. Ah. We did nothing about wine. We weren't wine drinkers at the time. Really? And we came across, we, we did some of the big vineyards, the the Roth, the, the, uh, the Mondavis, and then we did some little small ones. And one of the small ones we did at the time was this emerging little vineyard called Stag's Leap. And nobody <laughs> knew about it at the time. It was a restaurant-only wine, mm-hmm. and this wonderful woman took us on a private tour into the fields, let us pick the grapes. She explained everything about wow. it. So we've been huge Stag's Leap drinkers ever since.
0: But that's now, setting you back serious now. Well, yeah, isn't I mean it? we
1: drink it all the time, but right. but but now it's you know it's a big deal, special occasion wine because Stag's Leap has really made it. So they have. and again, I don't know if whiskey drinkers are like that or Scotch drinkers, but the the beauty of wine is it always has a great story.
0: That is true, because people have to have a passion for it to get into the business, because it's such hard work, and it can be heartbreaking, Yeah, I mean, look, and it we, isn't always the highest well, paid thing either, right? We're both right?
1: sweating. We're, we're working hard right now. I mean, we're, we're really getting after it, but we're doing you know, it for the love I give of, of it the hurts. cause. I and, give and, it till and it hurts. You, And you do a great job of it.
0: Well, Jerry Sandusky, this has been so much fun, and I know everybody, we're so excited about the Super Bowl. You're going to be heading there, so we can all listen to you and be right there in the moment with you because i know right. that's what you do at the game but if folks want to find out more about the sandusky group how can they go out and check that out
1: sanduskygroup.com and you Perfect. can find everything out about it you won't find anything about a wine on our site but uh, <laughs> for that go to the thewinecoach.com
0: oh well thank you so much for being on the show
1: big fan of the show real treat to be on
0: all right we'll see you soon